This show is a production of LifeSpring Media and is brought to you in part by gifts from listeners like you. LifeSpring number 166, story time. Hey, what do you say? Ready for another LifeSpring? <laughs> I hope so. You're the one that turned this. <laughs> You're the one that turned on this uh, MP3 here, this podcast, this downloadable audio media, whatever you want to call it. This show. That's what I call it. It's a show, right? Not that it's uh, necessarily lighthearted. Not that it's necessarily uh, just uh, showbiz, because that's not really what LifeSpring is all about, is it? What is LifeSpring about? I think you know. It's about sharing the good news, isn't it? The message of hope, love, and good news. It's where we talk about Jesus. It's where we talk about God. Well, we talk about all those good things that actually have eternal significance. Well, this is going to be a different kind of a show today. Not going to be an interview. It's not going to be me uh, talking about, directly anyway, the Bible. Not going to be answering questions. This is going to be sort of a uh, lighthearted, but I hope thought-provoking show. I've got um, about four stories I'm going to be telling you. And I'm going to tie each one to a song. Nice, nice bit of music. So I, I hope you enjoy it. I've never done anything quite like this. I figure, you know, once in a while you got to experiment just a little bit, right? So will you ride along with me? I hope so. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Let's bring the music down and we'll get to the first story. An old story is told of a king in Africa who had a close friend with whom he grew up. The friend had a habit of looking at every situation that ever occurred in his life, positive or negative, and remarking, this is good. One day, the king and his friend were out on a hunting expedition. The friend would load and prepare the guns for the king. The friend had apparently done something wrong in preparing one of the guns, for after taking the gun from his friend, the king fired it, and his thumb was blown off. Examining the situation, the friend remarked as usual, this is good. To which the king replied, No, this is not good, and proceeded to send his friend to jail. About a year later, the king was hunting in an area that he should have known to avoid. Cannibals captured him and took him to their village. They tied his hands, stacked some wood, set up a stake, and bound him to the stake. As they came near to set the fire to the wood, they noticed that the king was missing a thumb. Being superstitious, they never ate anyone that was less than whole, so untying the king, they sent him on his way. As the king returned home, he was reminded of the event that had taken his thumb and felt remorse for his treatment of his friend. He went immediately to the jail to speak with his friend. You were right, he said. It was good that my thumb was blown off. And he proceeded to tell the friend all that had just happened. And so I am very sorry for sending you to jail for so long. It was bad for me to do this. No, his friend replied, this is good. 
What do you mean this is good? How could it be good that I sent my friend to jail for a year? The friend said, If I had not been in jail, I would have been with you. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Situations may not always seem pleasant while we're in them, but the promise of God is clear. If we love Him and live our lives according to His precepts, even that which seems to be bleak and hopeless will be used by God for His glory and our benefit. Hold on, God is faithful. Genesis 50:20 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives.
Some years ago, on a hot summer day in South Florida, a little boy decided to go for a swim in the old swimming hole behind his house. In a hurry to dive into the cool water, he ran out the back door, leaving behind shoes, socks, and shirt as he went. He flew into the water, not realizing as he swam toward the middle of the lake that an alligator was swimming toward the shore. His mother in the house was looking out the window and saw the two as they got closer and closer together. In utter fear, she ran toward the water, yelling to her son as loudly as she could. Hearing her voice, the little boy became alarmed and made a U-turn to swim to his mother. It was too late. Just as he reached her, the alligator reached him. From the dock, the mother grabbed her little boy by the arms just as the alligator snatched his legs. That began an incredible tug-of-war between the two. The alligator was much stronger than the mother, but she was much too passionate to let go. A farmer happened to drive by, heard her screams, raced from his truck, took aim, and shot the alligator. Remarkably, after weeks and weeks in the hospital, the little boy survived. His legs were extremely scarred by the vicious attack of the animal, and on his arms were deep scratches where his mother's fingernails dug into his flesh in her effort to hang on to the son she loved. The newspaper reporter who interviewed the boy after the trauma asked if he would show him his scars. The boy lifted his pant legs, and then, with obvious pride, he said to the reporter, But look at my arms. I have great scars on my arms, too. I have them because my mom wouldn't let go. You and I can identify with that little boy. We have scars, too. No, not from an alligator or anything quite so dramatic, but the scars of a painful past. Some of those scars are unsightly and have caused us deep regret. But some wounds, my friend, are because God has refused to let go. In the midst of your struggle, He's been there holding on to you. You are a child of God. He wants to protect you and provide for you in every way. But sometimes we foolishly wade into dangerous situations. The swimming hole of life is filled with peril, and we forget that the enemy is waiting to attack. That's when the tug-of-war begins, and if you have the scars of his love on your arms, be very, very grateful. He did not and will not let you go.
hug and kiss you just because baby I see we won't be here forever so with your love as my guide I promise you I'll cherish every moment by your side you're the whole world to me it's so easy to see baby of women were participating in a Bible study on the book of Malachi. As they were studying chapter 3, they came across verse 3, which says, He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. This verse puzzled the women, and they wondered what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. One of the women offered to find out about the process of refining silver and get back to the group at their next Bible study. The woman called a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest in silver beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. The silversmith said he would be happy to show her around his studio and let her watch him work while he explained the refining process. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were hottest so as to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought again about the verse, that he sits as a refiner and purifier of the silver. She asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined. 
The man answered that yes, he not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. If the silver was left even a moment too long in the flames, it would be destroyed. The woman at once saw the beauty and comfort of that expression. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. God sees it needful to put his children into a furnace. His eye is steadily intent on the work of purifying, and his wisdom and love are both engaged in the best manner for them. The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, How do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, All that's easy. When I see my own image reflected in the silver, I know it is finished. If today you are feeling the heat of the fire, remember that God has His eye on you. Imagine the joy when God sees His own image reflected in you. Let my prayer rise before you as incense A lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice Oh God, I call to you Come to me quickly Hear my voice when I cry to you Let my prayer rise before you as incense The lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice Set a watch before my mouth And guard the door of my lips Let not my heart incline to any evil thing Never occupied in wickedness Let my prayer rise before you as incense The lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice My eyes are turned to you, O God In you I take refuge My eyes are turned to you, O God Strip me not of my life let my prayer rise before you as incense The lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice When I say, I am a Christian, I'm not shouting, I'm clean living. I'm whispering, I was lost, now I'm found, and I'm forgiven. When I say I am a Christian, I don't speak of this with pride. I'm confessing that I stumble and need Christ to be my guide. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not trying to be strong. I'm professing that I'm weak and need His strength to carry on. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not bragging of success. I'm admitting that I failed and need God to clean my mess. When I say I am a Christian, I'm not claiming to be perfect. My flaws are far too visible, but God believes I am worth it. 
When I say I am a Christian, I still feel the sting of pain. I have my share of heartaches, so I call upon his name. When I say I am a Christian, I am not holier than thou. I am just a simple sinner who received God's grace somehow. May the peace of God which passes understanding Guard your heart and mind May you know the joy of life that's everlasting And celebrate the love of Jesus Christ May the Lord and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. May His word be the light that leads you home and may He grant you peace. Holy Spirit and guide you in all truth. May the grace of God be the power that keeps you upholding you in everything you do. May the Lord bless and keep Cause his face to shine upon you. May his word be the light that leads you home. And may he grant you peace. May his word be the light that leads you home. And may he. guys, I know this has been a different show for you. I hope it's uplifted you and given you inspiration. Hey, can I ask you a favor? This coming Sunday, I'm going to be speaking to my church about the ministry that is LifeSpring Media. And it would be so great if you would send me an email talking about what LifeSpring has meant to you. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be flowery. But just a few words, if you would, uh, just talking about how maybe LifeSpring has touched your life. 
I'd really appreciate it. Send that email to steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Or even greater would be an audio comment. You can record it yourself and send it to that email address, or you can call our toll-free comment line at 877-433-9091. It would mean an awful lot to me if you do that. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. Till next time, may God bless you richly. I'm Steve Webb. If you enjoyed this program, will you consider helping to support LifeSpring Media? Details are at lifespringmedia.com. Thank you.